Hey everyone, welcome back to the Guys of Habit podcast. We are live streaming on twitch.tv slash BigBadTimber on September 14th, 2020. This is episode 30 and I'm joined by my esteemed colleague and friend, Vikram. Looks like you've got a new location in the background there, buddy. Yeah, man. Time flies when you're moving across uh, halfway through the country, you know? No kidding. <laughs> I moved, yeah, I, um, I moved back. I'm uh, one of... Uh, Many hundreds upon thousands of millennials who have decided that, uh, you know, they're now that my work is uh, work from home, why not take uh, the next few months just to uh, save some dough, spend some time with family and community and uh, re-catch up with all my friends that I left for the last two years just being out in Providence. Hasn't been the same since, so... Now I'm back and uh, let's party, right? <laughs> yeah, party, uh, yeah, as uh, socially distanced like as possible, like, right? You look like you're in a mood to party. <laughs> well, yes, as socially distanced as possible, but I mean, like, we can still party and have fun, right? Like, we've been doing that this entire quarantine. That's true. For the most part. Virtually. Uh, all our, uh, <laughs> yeah, virtually with all our war zone shenanigans. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, even in, uh, or at least me, uh, Pokemon battling, too. Oh, you're still you're still uh, playing with that uh, the crew over there uh, battling. No, not anymore. Not as much as uh, before. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We kind of, it was kind of like a one season tournament kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still fun, but it's just like every now and then I still pick up like, hey, I'll uh, challenge your team, and each of our teams can only have can have one ditto, and these are the rules we have to play by, because. Trust me, when you have competitive battles and both teams just have one ditto in their arsenal and everything goes, right. it creates a lot of cool battle strategies, let me right. tell you. Right, 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 right. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yeah. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you back in the Chicagoland area. It's uh, going to be fun. You know, what was, you know what was my first reaction coming back home, Mike? What's that? When I... When I stepped out of the mo- when I stepped out of my SUV because I carried a U-Haul truck behind me for like some thousand hundred miles from Providence to Naperville. Yeah, hmm. uh, I was. Um, I stepped out of my car. I looked down my subdivision. I'm like, huh, the space just looks so much bigger than before. Yeah, I bet it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's the effect that living in the city for two years and uh, I, I, I don't want to say cramped because I drove through New compact. York City once and I. <laughs> compact compact is a good word to say yeah so just from living in a compact uh neighborhood and setting it was a lot to give up but uh wouldn't have uh made a different decision otherwise yeah we're well i i know we're happy to have you back um i can't wait i haven't seen you yet physically yet so i'm glad uh, uh i know we've got to catch up and uh maybe grab some lunch or some coffee at our favorite starbucks uh <laughs> soon so <laughs> i can't wait to hang out with you uh soon um, but I'm really happy we you're back. We got to get ramen too, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no joke. I and and I have. Uh, um, I believe I may have the perfect ramen spot for us to hit up while. Uh, so I and it's fall. It's almost fall. Actually, no, it is fall for the most part. It's September. Um, yeah, pumpkin, so spi- pumpkin, pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice latte, and and, and, yeah. and ramen. That, that's that's <laughs> how we do. So I'm I'm, I'm excited that, that. Thank you for reminding me because I am craving some ramen takea and if i thought uh, you were going to say some I, I thought you were going to say some pumpkin spice latte because you know I've that's already entirely... had it the first day the first day yeah already it's in my it was in my veins the first day that starbucks rolled it out i was there i'm um, waiting until it's october before i can find and justify getting a pumpkin pie like shake from andy's oh, because you know like tis the season they're gonna have to I have a feeling just because of uh covid and quarantine people are going to take a lot more of the seasonality type stuff like yeah you know take that and hype it up more so i feel like it's just gonna cause uh like halloween this year is just gonna be unlike halloween like any other yeah 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 and i mean that it's gonna be like unlike any other and it's gonna be interesting to see what the heck happens for me i mean usually we've got a really fun halloween tradition that's not gonna change which is uh involves us just binge watching a ton of horror movies which is always fun so i I, i'm down for you're the type of guy that you're the type of guy that can uh feed off of no sleep uh, you know what, man? Oh, the older I get, surprise me. The older I get, uh, the harder it is, though. <laughs> really? The older I get, the harder it is to function off of no sleep. Um, okay, that I was gonna say, but the but older I, I get, still the, do the, function yeah. decently off of no sleep. So I, I mean, but there is that edge that uh, I lost when I was in my twenties. Uh, I could, uh, I could do that much, much better than I can now in my thirties. Well, hey, more, 
Well, hey, more power to you. Um, I am not a huge fan of scary things. I uh, I was the prime suspect to make fun of going through a haunted house last year for the first time in what was forever ago. Dude, so, listen, I, legit, I, I, and I love horror. Those haunted houses, if you go to a, a good one, they legitimately are scary. They do a great I, job. I, 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 can't, I can't handle the body touching. That's where I have yeah. to draw the line. Yeah, no, no, no. A... Even me, yeah. I, I can't do much of it. I, I, and, and I love horror. You know me. I, it's, it's yeah. like, like, can't do it, man. When they cross that line. You know, I think the problem is Vikram is that I saw there's actually, um, uh, and I know it's fake, but there's an awesome movie that they actually have the sequels on Shutter, but the, um, the first movie, which is phenomenal, I, I recommend all three, but the first one's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's called um, Hell House LLC. And it's basically they shot it's fake, but they shot it mockumentary style, where um, it's basically these these kids or not kids, but they're they're young adults. They're in their twenties. Um, sure, who, sure. who 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 uh, go from um, town to town every year, um, small towns, and they stage they find an abandoned property and they stage a haunted house, like one of those legit haunted houses. And then it just shit goes awry in that movie. And it's so good. It's so good. And it's ever since I saw that movie, I'm like, maybe tone it down. Maybe I'm never going to go to a haunted house again. Because cause that movie really freaked me out. So if uh, if that freaks good you out, know don't watch to it. Avoid. Yes, <laughs> but, I'm uh, going to avoid that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's actually really well done. Because it's so low budget and mockumentary style, I don't think you'll get. I, I think you'd enjoy it more than you get. You'd get creeped out, but not too scared. Basically, I'm trying to say. If I mean, my, version, my 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 uh, my I guess what my favorite brand of horror is for the most part isn't going to be offered at haunted houses. I'm much more of a Lovecraftian, um, gothic, or um, like just like the the body horror type stuff. You know, yeah. Like, um, I've been meaning to watch Lovecraft Country on HBO. I've only Max. seen the first yeah. episode. It's good. Okay, I I've yet to catch up on it. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about that on the I, next podcast. I've yet to catch up on a lot of uh, good uh, TV recommendations, but we'll get to TV in a moment. Yep, yep, right? yep. yep. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, what, what's going on? What's happening this week? How how did the week go? You're back in Chicago. Anything else happen? I'm back in Chicago, and I finally unpacked everything. I have no boxes to deter my path going in and around my room. I call that a huge accomplishment. Definitely. Uh, so I mean now everything's in place I've got everything that I need to uh, up uh, as you can see I have like a couple of uh, paintings that painting of it's a like it's like a life of pie moment and then further behind that is one of my favorite uh, art pieces that I bought out in Providence nice awesome man definitely get the little gaming setup now oh the, ga the gaming setup is there um, I, I, I don't want to quite tilt my, my, my monitor well I guess I could there's no shame <laughs> you can see there there we go right on there underneath the arm, you get PS4, PS3, PS2. You can see the Switch, GameCube, and N64. That's really what's I awesome. The GameCube and N64 right next to each other. Yep. Well done. Well done, sir. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we've been having, uh, unfortunately, the, you know, the quarantine has lasted uh, much longer than we have probably anticipated. Um. But the good thing is, is that uh, we have a lot of time to catch up on new music and uh, new TV shows and uh, new content online. There's, one, there's, there's, there's one more thing I want to mention, Mike. Yes, and that is uh, how awesome, how awesome, awesome, awesome this past weekend was as a Chicago sports fan. Am I right? Well, just like, okay, listen, back here listen, just... listen, dude. It was, I mean, I'm a Cubs fan, so it was really great to see that no-hitter. Yeah. Um, yes. The one that who, I was... Who, who would have... Would you have bet money that Alec Mills would have been the no, one? he's the one that does it, and then the White Sox are kicking butt, and they swept the, the Tigers. The Tigers, right? I think they swept the Tigers. I believe. Uh, um, and they're kicking butt, and then uh, freaking the... Listen, I... Listen, I... I, I man, I mean, listen, I... I'll just say this because he seems like he's a nice guy. Him, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's a that, right. As I was saying, Vikram, he seems like a nice guy, so I don't want to personally hack him. But uh, I am not. Trubisky. Yes, I am not the. He's a millionaire. Okay, he can find a million reasons not to uh, take umbrage with he, your comments. Like he's taken yeah, I know. umbrage he with hundreds of other me. comments. It's like let's uh, let. 
I mean, hey, Listen, we, he played phenomenal hey, you hate, you, in you the want, fourth quarter. Do you want to have a beer with Trubisky? Wait, do you want to have a beer with Trubisky? Dude, I would Be love honest. to have. Like, a, do you think no, that, I would love to have a beer with him and say, "Dude, you're like you've like literally, you've got all the intangibles to make a great quarterback. Have the talent. You've got the leadership. You need to just like I don't know what it is, but like because you see, you see the talent. He had a phenomenal. He's like he's got a great clutch gene too, which is like. So hard to find in a quarterback, but you know. He's not on all the time. He is so streaky. He's streaky, but, but and historically, he really does have a good. He's a uh, good. He's an, o- he's an overpaid. He really does turn it up. He's, a, he's an. He's an overbloated Rex Grossman, and I no, think it's Rex, fair to Rex draw comparison. Grossman was much worse. Trubisky has the talent. He has I got, said. I said overbloated. Say overbloated. Remember yeah, that. Yeah, but so. but but look at Trubisky's record uh, against NFC North opponents. He's actually done. Well, no, he is, is uh, fourth, isn't he? Isn't he fourth on the Bears all-time QB passing? And that just yards. says how sad the Bears QB, QBs have. But but it was awesome to see that comeback. They should not have won that game. Um, I was excited and it was fun to watch. I'm glad football's back. I'm glad. Uh, you know, I'm 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 already dreading. Um, I'm I'm not glad football's back because that means fo- fantasy football season has started for yeah. me. I'm in two leagues right now, and already, already, I'm just like, even though I'm winning in both leagues, I have Saquon in one league, and I'm going up against the Pittsburgh defense. And in my other league, I have the Pittsburgh defense, and I'm going Saquon. up against Saquon. Yeah, Barkley. that's how it happens. So now I'm like, already leagues. week one, I am frustrated by fantasy football, and I'm only like 30 points ahead in both leagues. Yeah, I, so it's just like, yeah, yeah. I, I want my team, I want my players to do well, but not too, too yeah. well. And it's just like, what am I even saying? I should be glad that sports are even on for my entertainment to begin with. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this year, unfortunately, uh, uh, there was a lot of problems in my fantasy in one of my big leagues. Um, A a lot of unfortunate technical problems that led to a lot of anger on my part. Um, And I don't want to get into it because I've tried to kind of block it away. I was, like, literally angry for a whole week because uh, I I think I was – unfairly, I couldn't draft – uh the way i wanted to draft unfortunately and uh it's really no one's fault it just it is what it is type of thing and i was angry um so that's why i've uh, i've kind of just set my lineup and this year i know my team stinks unfortunately and this is a this is a league where i finished in the top four for literally since i joined the league which was like five or six years ago or something like that so it's just that it doesn't matter like right now it's like like, i don't even look like it doesn't matter this season anymore it doesn't matter when when folks look back in history and look back on this right, football season right, of the year. Right. It's going to have a asterisk. huge, big ass asterisk yeah, sure. right for next sure. to it. So you already know, like sure. this season is bizarro NFL yeah. season. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Unfortunately, I let that ruin my uh, weekend last week. <laughs> so um, I'm going to try to forget about it and just try to enjoy the actual games and not look even look at my fantasy squad at all. <laughs> Except to set well, that's my unfortunate. lineup, and that's, that's un- it. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate because I'm going to continually bring up your fantasy team and ask oh, how it's doing don't. with the new episode. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm great yeah, in I, one league. I, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a defending champion. The public needs and, to know, Mike. The public well, needs to. The, the public the, needs to know your fantasy. Your I am fantasy the defending scores. champion in the one league. I'm actually winning this matchup, and by big you're time. the defending yes, champion. Yes. Fantastic. Um, and in this uh, my big money league, I came in fourth last year. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that's the one where, unfortunately, um, I did not get to draft the players I want uh, because of technical issues during the draft. Um, so that sucked. Um, but it's okay. It is what it is. I'm just happy football's back. I really am just happy to see um, if Trubisky can get out of his own head and lead us to the promised land. I don't think so. I think we'll actually see Nick Foles playing in Game 4 of of this season i look look i don't want to take this into too much of a sports direction you know so uh, i'll only close off that mitch trubisky four years ago uh was drafted in the first round i think that he should be given the privilege i think he should be given the privilege of continuing for the next few games to gauge skill set fluke of a game um only because nick Foles lost out to a sixth round qb pick who is Tearing it up at the moment right now. One game sample size. But last season with 
Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's I'm solid. a big Minshew fan. Yeah, yeah. He so, so am I. So am I. I've got a lot of family in Jacksonville, and they're, uh, you know, I'm very happy for. Is that them. why you're growing? Is that why you're growing out the mustache? <laughs> no, but that was a quarantine mustache that I wanted to grow out. But uh, I don't think I can get my mustache as good as him. He's probably got is one of the he, best he, out he, there. He is Uncle Rico personified, and I and we all love and appreciate him for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So. Um, Vikram, as I Anyways, was saying, if, um. You know, we're we're moving on to our next segment with Vikram's recommendation. Uh, Vikram, what do you got for us to listen to in the quarantine right now? <laughs> quarantine right now. So I've got I've got an album and I got a single. Um, okay. I'll start with the album. Uh, this this fairly came out fairly recently. Um, at least so this came out towards the end of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the debut album for this band, Brass Tracks. This was highly anticipated. You, as as you know, I follow Maddie on Porter Robinson, and I follow that scene. It's very it's a it's a very niche field in electronic dance music genre, mm-hmm. um, but it exposes you to so many other like jazz classical elements. These musicians they have Maddie on Porter again examples. They have a wide range of influences. No better like kind of like Logic being influenced by Eminem or Kendrick Lamar. And so just, you know, you follow these EDM artists, you figure out like who are, who are they connected with and you start seeing just like their network and their connections. And that's how he came to discover brass tracks was because Maddion was pimping uh, them out on his social media uh, on his Twitter site. So then I gave them a follow. I listened to their de- debut album and oh my God, is it amazing? Mike, did you, did you listen to the song I sent you guidelines? Uh, I did listen to it a little bit right before, um, right before we jumped on because I listened to okay. the other song, uh, that you okay. said that you're yeah. going to be talking no, about. No, we'll, but, we'll talk but, about it next. We'll yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, we'll, but, yeah. But, but, dude, really cool. I, I, I want to listen to the album. Uh, I already handed it off to my wife, who's a big like electronic music fan, big EDM fan, and stuff like that. So she always loves your rec- music recommendations, and the, she's the, she's already going to have it on our Spotify for tomorrow while we're working. <laughs> the thing the thing about you want to keep brass tracks you want to keep golden ticket the album on on repeat for the day it is contemporary jazz with hip-hop r&b it is a stunning like wide-ranging genre of an album uh so there's uh elements of like groovy groovy beats on one end and then it go dips into soul pop and then tears at your heartstrings with just a beautiful serenades and others and it just like all progresses well Kudos to Brass Tracks. Uh, this duo, they uh, in making this album, they had so many collaborators jump in, uh, and it's one of the more premier jazz albums that I can think of in recent memory. Dude, and I love jazz, man. So, so you you would love this. Yeah, it, it will, I, I'm excited that, to listen on to guide, the album. That's on guidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will give you like even the even the open opening of Basket Case. It's just like if you love the sound of brass, yeah, this is your album. Like trumpets just playing. It's it's a delight. I think uh, I I've I've got I the last time I really heard trumpets play like you know physically had been like high school you know during those like band concerts that they would put together. So just like hearing just like different styles and whatnot like from here is just like it's awesome. Awesome, man. awesome, awesome, awesome! Can't wait to uh, play it on repeat tomorrow. Well, yep. And then my next song, uh, not to forget this, is "Mirror" by Porter Robinson. Yeah, you gave it a listen, Mike. What I was did. your? I did. I dig yeah. it, man. Like, like I'm getting more into because you know my my wheelhouse is uh, is rock, alternative rock, classic rock. Uh, we'll convert uh, you yet. What's that? We'll convert you yet to the EDM side. Yeah, well, my wife's been slowly getting me there uh, since we were we've been it, it, together. We're gonna we're gonna, up the, and, we're gonna up the tempo um, just like EDM. No, dude, song, I love right the sound. It, drop. You know what it's like? <laughs> it's like whatever she puts on. You know, on our yep. uh, on our smart speakers, um, I love. I, I just don't know the artists and the actual track names, sure. and it sucks because sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'll grab my phone because I want to save it. You know, I'm like, Steph, what is this? Like, like, who is this? Who sings this? What album is this? So I can save it, like, you know, and and listen to it again because I, I, I actually do love the music. I mean, I love it because I'm a big fan. Like, listen, man, my my whole thing is. Uh, I love the 80s and 90s, especially the 80s, you know, so I love synth wave sound regardless. 
and you know that EDM oh, yeah. electronic Dude, music is like the Vapor, next Vapor, is a different yeah, level, yeah. but but very similar to that. So that's why I'm like, yep. I, I I I enjoy the sound so much. I enjoy the music. Um, I'm just but unfortunately but, ignorant but, but, to. But mirror, but but mirror is different. It's not like you know. It's not like a neo like genre yeah, song yeah. or anything. It's like very right. different. Right, right. No, it is yep. different. It is different. Um, but it's still. I mean, it's still like a, a what would you call EDM electronic. It you is, know. yeah. So Porter Robinson, he's an electronic producer. Yeah. This is com- coming. These are singles. He's been um, teasing out with a couple of singles. Uh, there are uh, other songs like Get Your Wish, Something Comforting, plays into the same element. This is for his sophomore album of Nurture that's set to come out in 2021. Now, the last time he debuted, his debut album was Worlds in 2014, and it is a classic. You want like a different sound, a different genre of edm you can trace the roots for new edm that's being played right now in radio and people's taste like it's slowly coming up but you can trace it to that you know early 2000s sound um and so porter robinson led the way with worlds then nature uh, mirror the song um i just want to read like a, a statement for where Rob, porter robinson came with the song because i think like if you understand that context it really shows you how beautiful this song is and why i encourage a lot of folks to really dig into and listen to this. So uh, in his statement, Robinson described how he struggled with self-confidence and how that helped him form the song, that it's a song about the costs of being hard, hard on yourself. We all have these avatars that we give to our critical inner voices. We might imagine a scornful parent telling us we'll fail or a critic telling us our work comes up short or a society telling us that we aren't good enough. It's about recognizing that most of this criticism is self-inflicted. And for years, I, I being Porter, was imagining the worst thing a critic might say about my music and looking at my own work as negatively as possible as a way to protect myself from criticism. But it never once served me. My hope is that other people can overcome this same kind of shame. It can be really liberating to recognize that most of the time we're only letting our own thoughts get in the way and we can do something about it. Wow. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Absolutely. Check out his music video to accompany this too. It really blends into this uh, that same style. For sure, man. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm already just by that track. I'm already a fan. Um, I've already have a playlist catered to him now on Spotify, <laughs> which is nice. That's a, that's a good that's a cool idea. Just like take all the music recommendations so far and just throw up a Spotify the, playlist. The, the Vikram, out. yeah, Vikram recommendations of the guys of Habit. Uh, you know, of course, yeah. playlist. There yeah. you go. You know what? That, the, you know what? That, we can, Vikram, we can create a playlist, the Guys of Habit playlist. So uh, we should look into that, uh, creating sure, sure. We an, should post that on link channel. for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah, absolutely. That's something cool. Um, with that, we're actually... Yeah, you had a new, se- you will, new segment. So, new segment, well, my can friend. I, can, I, can I introduce it for you? Please, thank you so much. <laughs> Mike has indulged me for the better part of a year with my new music uh, block. It's only fair that Mike also gets his, you know, his own critical analysis in too. But the analysis has to come from the heart. It has to come from what we know best. It comes from what, what it is that has been incorporated into our life and serves as a guiding force and influence. And for Mike, that's Batman. It's Batman and comic books. <laughs> and comic books. <laughs> <laughs> um Thank you, Vikram. Yes, welcome to Mike's comic book recommendation um, for the week uh, or for the episode. Um, I'm actually going to because this is going to serve twofold and kind of a gateway into um, a topic we're discuss. Actually, we should just discuss it with this recommendation because our little comic book segment of the of the podcast. But I'm actually recommending um, an old graphic novel, which is actually this version is out of print. It's actually pretty rare because the cover is really awesome, but it is. Batman Year One, and it is readily available everywhere. Um, uh, you can get it on Amazon. Any bookstore should have it. Um, it's a classic. Um, it is. Uh, you can get it on Kindle for super cheap, I think, um, and read it uh, digitally. This is actually um, a Year One story of Batman, uh, drawn, uh, written by the great Frank Miller, um, who wrote the, and drew The Dark Knight Returns. But this isn't drawn by him. Um, this is actually drawn by an Italian artist who doesn't do much. Com- I wish he would do a lot more comic books and ha- did do a lot more comic books, but he doesn't. But it's uh, David Mazzuchelli. And um, this is a, a short but incredible um, graphic novel 
Um, it was a, I think it was a four issue limited series back in the day. Um, but it's an awesome, the, the art is astounding. And the reason why I'm rec- recommending it is not only is it a great Batman, uh, book, um, that chronicles his first year. Um, but it is what I think is going to be, especially now that we've seen the trailer from DC fandom, um, what the mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, the Batman movie will be like, um, this is taking almost every i mean from what i could tell it's taking almost everything from the graphic novel from the source material and down to the color palette the way this the illustrations are colored is it's like like the the color palette for the movies taking that from this graphic novel and it's got you know selena kyle i mean i don't know if she's going to be a prostitute or inferred prostitute like she is in year one but um her costume and the way she is is uh really uh referenced in this graphic novel i think from the way uh uh zoe kravitz looks like in 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 the movie um robert pattinson's batman looks a lot like uh that, like, that the, the... Not to cut you off there, but that gives yeah. me thought now that uh, because I know in year one, mm-hmm. it's about you know the crime in Gotham, right? Correct. Gotham and yeah. Gotham and year one Batman. Uh, I think there's a joke, right? That uh, um, the Batman created Gotham, got or Gotham created Batman, something like that. Where uh, Gotham they, created they, Batman, yeah. Gotham yeah. created Batman, and Gotham also created got the Gotham villains uh, through Arkham, right? Well, Bat- Batman and, created the Gotham villains. That's Gotham. The irony. Yes, that's a, that's the irony. Yes, yeah. of his vigilantism work, yeah. and so year one absolutely. Kind, yep. Year year one kind of serves as a dichotomy that in in his self righteous form of justice that he is putting out there, which is against the crime of Gotham, right? Um, uh, against Falcone, uh, who is a recurring Batman gangster villain yes. that spans decades upon decades. Like we're talking like Bob Kane years, where like Falcone is established. Yeah, and this is, I mean it goes back to classic uh, Batman, and and um, if you've seen obviously Christopher Batman Begins, um, it takes a lot from Year One, a lot of ideas, a lot of like plot points. It takes a lot from that, but not um, as. But- but doesn't lean quite as heavily because no, it's it still, doesn't. No, it doesn't. With the Nolan, with the Nolan style, right? Right, right, right. right. Um, and that's why I think uh, Matt Reeves is kind of leaning heavily. I know it's going to be called. It's basically a Batman Year Two stories. What the movie looks like, but man, visually, um, it looks a heck of a lot like this graphic novel, and I'm excited because I, like I, I have said, no it's one of the best two. drawn yeah. Batman comics ever. Like David Mazzuchelli rarely works on comics. Um, and whenever he does, he he did do a a, a Daredevil, a uh, few issues of Daredevil, which are outstanding. His art style is incredible. They actually made a, as they do now, which is awesome in the DC animated universe. They actually adapted Year One into a uh, animated movie. I highly recommend. I, that. I recently watched that myself yeah. Uh, yeah. within the last like three weeks. It was. It was fantastic to see before when I first watched it. And it's just as fantastic now. It's good. The source material is great. The art's great. Uh, Frank Miller is doing his Frank Miller things in writing. Um, you know, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. Um, especially now, you know, he, I think more people are towards the hate, unfortunately. Um, but back in the day, man, he used to be great. And uh, he, he, he did a lot of great Batman books. And um, I highly recommend it, especially if you are digging what you saw from DC fandom. Um, and the trailer for the Batman, because uh, I think they're going to heavily take from this graphic novel. And it's, it's something to look forward to uh, between now and whenever the Batman comes out in theaters, whenever that really happens. I know Robert Pattinson recently contracted COVID, and so production had to be halted for his that recovery. Sucks. Man, yeah. that sucks. That, that yep. sucks. This is going to be, a uh, unfortunately, a long road right now for uh, trying to... Um, you know, get our get our entertainment, you know, back, um, unfortunately. And uh Yeah, but that's unfortunate. But 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 you know what we have, Vikram, is we've got this still. You know, we've got the we've got great comics, great source material that we can um now that we're in quarantine, I urge everyone to pick up a comic book and read. Uh um, I also I, I also want to add on to that because um especially if you're from the Midwest. Half price books is a phenomenal place to oh, yeah, assemble just, uh, comic books. I just yes. bought some graphic novels from there um, for like four dollars a piece, in yep. great condition too, uh, phenomenal condition. So yeah, yep. I, I I think um, in other areas they're called uh, um, Second and Charles, I believe is is mm-hmm. is uh, is the half price books offshoot in other areas. Um, but the, the but the the moral of the story is uh, 
um, you know, we, we use Amazon for convenience, but also drop into your local bookstore and see what they have available Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, and with that, um, shall we go on to, um, I know we've got a few other things we'll talk about later, but since we're talking about comic books, uh, quickly, do we want to talk about uh, your our reactions to some of the best stuff they showed at DC Fandom, Vikram? The virtual con. To DC you, you know what? Start us off, Mike. Yeah, please. please. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I don't know where to begin because they. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I've got a list of uh, movies that uh, uh, that they teased um, and showed that, uh, and we just talked about the Batman. So I'll just quickly talk about the Batman uh, trailer with Matt Reeves directing Robert Pattinson. Um, it's it looks awesome. I'm I'm excited for it. It's really great that we finally get a, a Riddler centric movie with actual riddles and it looks like uh he's basically going to be um john doe from seven leaving those riddles and it's very creepy um so i'm excited for that um that looked awesome um so the trailer looked great um these well that, that that's the other thing too is um i could not recognize it was it Colin, Colin Farrell as the penguin yeah Colin Farrell that's who it is yeah. Colin Farrell i couldn't recognize him as penguin Got a lot of good holy face heck yep, yep. yes Yep, they're 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 taking um they're not going to do unfortunately. I mean, I think they shouldn't obviously because it can only be done once by the great Danny DeVito and Tim Burton. But they're not taking that grotesque approach to the but penguin. That, they're doing the gangster penguin. That's that 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 is a okay with me. Oh, I for sure. thought, no, no, no. I, yeah. I don't think they should like they they should leave that alone. Danny DeVito was amazing and he'll always be amazing and remembered as 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 that version of the penguin which is great it's it's strange it's strange but i also have to put up there robin lord taylor and his interpretation of penguin from Dude, the I show never gotham. got into gotham now that I, it's on streaming he was one, yeah um i wanted to ask you about that should i try to get through it it's a lot of episodes i think so i think so if you really enjoy like the inner workings of like a lot of your gotham villains and just like how they're featured and highlighted in like marquee roles i would absolutely recommend it because you did get a different side of their villainy mm -hmm. and i think it adds like a lot of balance um especially penguin's character robin lord taylor kills it as penguin he has big shoes to fill in like you said with from danny devito right. quite literally big shoes i feel i i think because it's danny devito <laughs> but nonetheless he he gives a very good interpretation and uh david masseuse and ben mckenzie they're and Sean Pertwee, they're equally fantastic in their roles. Um, all, yeah, it's it's a coming of age of Batman in general, and it yeah. does, and it does end and give the Smallville treatment. So, yeah. I will say that it is it is satisfactory to the to the end that it goes to. Awesome, awesome. Um, next up, I I, I know we haven't talked much about this, but they showed off the trailer for the Zack Snyder director's cut of Justice League which we now have confirmed it's going to be four hours and it's going to be um, divided in one-hour episodes for HBO Max. Yep. Uh, probably released weekly, uh, I would guess, uh, throughout the month. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't show a whole lot of new footage, which which I didn't, um, I didn't think they would, but the footage that we got that was different was um interesting and i think it will hopefully fulfill that uh gap that you know people like me that went to go see justice league was you know didn't think it was terrible but was in, were, were incredibly disappointed and knew that that movie had been hacked to pieces um and uh it's really awesome that this is going to get basically we're gonna we're going to get the full vision hopefully of what Zack snyder was trying to go for from man of steel to batman v superman to now justice league so I'm excited, and the black suit Superman looks awesome. So I'm 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 geeking out I've over been, that. I've been hearing a couple of I've been, I've been following Twitter uh, as far as be, um, everything concerned with DC fandom. In a mm -hmm. sense, mm -hmm. I feel like because the Snyder Cut was especially vocal on Twitter, I, I felt that just having a little bit of added research there as far as just like what's the chatter been. I've been hearing some news that DC having secured back and won the graces of Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck's confirmed to be in Flashpoint now. Yep, and uh, Henry Cavill is, I think they mended things with him. I and hope so, so. I hope so. He's a great super. That's at least been the rumor mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I hope he, I really, really hope they make another Superman movie. I just want to see an awesome, like, Brainiac story for Superman. Like, I just want to see another Superman movie. 
There hasn't been like many standalone yep. Superman movies, unfortunately, and they really—he's not a hard character. Henry Cavill's really great as as Superman, so please just 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 get back to it, Warner Brothers. And I think they are. I yep. think they are. I think they've got really good leadership now to kind of steer things in the right direction. Um, I'm more concerned with uh, who they're going to ca- recast as a cyborg because of yeah, uh, all yeah. of that dispute going on between Ray Fisher yeah. and Warner. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to happen to his role, because the rumors that I've been hearing have been that Warner Brothers is actively looking to cast Green Lantern and potentially they want to um, they want to bring in Zachary Levi's Shazam and Amber Heard's Mira and incorporate them plus into and the Green Lantern actor into the Justice League and do a reboot of Justice League with a different rotating cast. So kind of like a Justice League Unlimited type of style. Yeah, yeah. Um, Should be very sounds... interesting. It's uh, yeah, very I'm interesting. not down yeah. with that, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It doesn't sound interesting. What what does sound interesting, though, is... Um, to go back to your Ray Fisher um, stuff, if, you, if, if no one has been keeping up, unfortunately. Um, there's been... Um, you know, Ray Fisher has kind of let out that the investigation needs to be done because of, uh, you know, the actors and the people on the set of the Justice League. Supposedly, um, or allegedly uh, mistreated by Joss Whedon and uh, Jeff Johns too, which is sad because he's, you know, a comic book guy. He's a comic book writer. It's all it's allegations. Right? It, it's, it's all it, allegations. It's all again yeah, allegations. Yeah. Nobody knows. But now, you know, I just said because I follow Jason Momoa um, on Instagram and Twitter because I'm a big fan of his as well. Um, is that he came out in support of Ray Fisher and did blurb in there that people need to hear him out and know that of the mistreatment on the set for all the actors. So that's an interesting wrench. That's an interesting wrench because his, he's the one yeah. that came, you know, came out in defense of, of his friend, Ray Fisher, I would assume they're friends. And especially and, because, yeah. because of his relationship now with Warner media and the yeah, progression. He's, of Aquaman a, he's a billion dollar he's, maker right now because yes. of Aquaman. So it's really interesting. Um, I just hope it all gets settled. They do a proper investigation and I hope the, they're the, um, the situation, something positive comes from that negative experience, hopefully. Um, we are already getting the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, so that is a positive. That's a yes. huge positive. That's a big win, I think, for everyone in the community, which is great, who who really enjoyed those movies um, and are DC fans. Um, so I just hope in terms of you know the actors being mistreated, and if that's true, I hope something positive comes from that and there is a proper investigation done for that. Um and it, uh, you know, the rumors I've heard is um, Ray Fisher or his character Cyborg was supposed to be featured in the Flashpoint movie um, a lot, and he keeps getting written out, unfortunately, because of what's happening right now with him being so vocal about this. Um, and uh, that's really unfortunate because uh, I thought he was he he's really good in the movie, and uh, for as little as you see him, um, and I think that was his point is. Uh, his his part got hacked into shreds um and it would have been awesome and i hope he does still continue to play the part because i think he's really really good in it um and that's kind of I especially want to see a pl- I, I think it would be very hard pressed to dedicate and recreate a um a solid flashpoint movie without cyborg's interactions and involvement so yeah i really hope that things move over and yeah. that uh you know he can get back to a more amicable state and if not then um that we that I guess just that the whole DC cinematic universe doesn't continue to have these kind of blunders and personal riffraffs um, between its own actors. I mean, it's um, it's kind of bad enough that we had a lot of uh, chatter and discrepancy with Ben Affleck versus Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, Henry yeah. Cavill's fallout and then just like everything falling out there to the point where, you know, for a lot for for at least a good while, everybody considered the DC cinematic universe dead. <clears throat> so I wanted to get I wanted to succeed. I wanted to get to a better place. Um, moving on real quick, and I just want to cover these last couple points. Um, they showed bits of James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which looks like to be a sequel to uh, the first Suicide Squad movie, which is good. But he's bringing back polka dot man, dude, dude, uh, King Shark. Polka I was man. like, I was like, what? Okay, man, you're you're going that way. Okay, hey, I, hey, this hey, is James put some Gunn. Put some respect on Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, of course, which is great. Uh, he's definitely leading on uh, John Osterdener's run of Suicide Squad, which is awesome. And James Gunn's a great filmmaker, and he's so zany, and it looks zany. And I'm 
excited to see it. And because of that, I actually gave Birds of Prey um, a second chance. Um, okay. And your thoughts? My thoughts are it's it's not a bad movie. It's just um, they un- it should have just been a Harley Quinn movie because that's really what it was. Uh, they shoehorned in the Birds of Prey, and that is really bad. That part of it's really bad I mean, where they shoehorn. I mean, it when in. it's I mean, give me a better combination than Warner Media and shoehorning characters all in one movie, please. Name a better match made in heaven from there. Oh my God, man! That it's it just... is the. I mean, you. I mean, hey, look. Props to uh, props to Warner Media for thinking that it can suddenly up uh, like run an Avengers light movie yeah. in one movie instead of like a dozen. Yeah, yeah. It's cute. Yeah, it's not gonna work, but it's cute. No, and that's why they kind of realized. Hey, I also wonder. Just... I also wonder who who's who's exactly defending and bankrolling the studio executives making all these deter- determinations. It's weird, man. I don't know. Like, it's like it's just weird. It's just. I, I think just. You know, it's unfortunate because it's well made, you know, and and um, Margot Robbie's great. All the actors. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Who's surprising is really bad in the movies. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's not in it as much as Huntress. And I really like her. She's a really, really good actor. Um, she's not. And I don't blame her. I don't think this is her fault. I think it's the script. But she's really bad. in the movie. Like, really bad. And it, I went McGregor. How is it? He's not as bad as people have said he is. He's over the top, okay. but not as bad as people. He's actually, I, I thought he was good. I thought okay. he was good. Um, He's a really great actor. He's not, you know, it's shocking for how people kind of bashed his portrayal of Black Masks. Um, He does take an over-the-top approach. Unfortunately, that's where the script goes. Which, which leads me to another point where I'm worried about, because the writer of that movie, Birds of Prey, is the same writer writing Flashpoint. And like I said, it's a well-made movie, but there's a lot of stuff shoehorned in there. And I know they're going to do the whole multiverse thing, which is awesome. And they're bringing back my favorite Batman, Michael Keaton, um, to be in Flashpoint movie um, with a big role, which is awesome. I think that's a great idea. I'm kind of worried from a writing perspective because there's some stuff I didn't like from a writing perspective in Birds of Prey that I just thought wasn't good. Um, mm-hmm. and, but some of it was good, which is really strange. Like, like it's just it's a strange it's a strange movie. It it just feels um, it's focused in certain areas and unfocused in some areas, unfortunately. Um, and uh, lastly, I think uh, just just kind of touching on Wonder Woman eighty four, they showed an extended uh, clips of that. And uh, Kristen Wiggs looks great, dude. She Cheetah. looks great as Cheetah. I can't believe they're pu- yeah. pulling it off, dude. I- I'm like, oh yeah, oh my god, dude, they're so I, pulling it off. I I think I am very excited for Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Out of all the movies you yeah. talked about, yeah. excited for this one for sure. Patty Jen- Patty Jenkins, she's the fact a great director. Con- the she's fact so that there's continu- the fact that there's continuity yeah. from. Wonder Woman, the first movie to yep. this one, yep. with uh, her returning to the helm and her co-writing the script. Yeah, and her Zack business, Snyder I, is I, a producer on that movie, by the way. I've so been he had I've input been, on the script. Nice. I've been reading a lot of uh, cool articles on this, in which uh, apparently uh, Patty Jenkins has been trying to shoot as much action sequences in a practical way as possible, and so in one scene they're trying to get Gal Gadot to match Usain Bolt's running speed for the movie. So I think that's pretty phenomenal and fantastic. And if so, really gives him, you know, kudos to her and just like pulling it off and just, you know, propelling Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman into the stratosphere. Such a great director. You know, it's unfortunate that she, you know, after Monster, her big breakout and and it's an, you know, garnered an Academy Award uh, for Charlize Theron, you know, she didn't direct movies. She directed a lot of TV um, shows um, and uh, I think, you know, some episodes of Breaking Bad, I thought she did direct, and then some uh, episodes of the show The Killing on AMC. Um, and then she got hired for Thor The Dark World, and then they axed her. They fired her, which is stupid because she's such a great director. And then it yeah. was great that Warner was able to – and then you see how bad of a movie uh, Thor The Dark World is. So good for her that, that uh, you know – she didn't do that movie because it was a bad movie. And then she goes and makes Wonder Woman. Warner sn- snatches her up and she um, made a, a great, great movie. And and if I have like a daughter one day, I'm going to sit her down and be like, watch this movie. Like, like this is such a great movie, like such a great comic book character. And, and 
completely did her justice. Um, and uh, Patty Jenkins is like an unsung hero, man. She's a great director, and I'm so mm-hmm. happy that she's getting her due um, to, as a director. She'll finish, she'll finish out the trilogy, and I hope she goes on and wins uh, another Oscar or something like that um, and uh, does well for herself because she's really a talent. She really is. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then they teased, and then The Rock teased Black Adam, but of course... <laughs> yeah. It's cool, though. The Justice Society are, is going to be in Black Adam, which is awesome. Um, they look like they're actually doing the Black Adam story, so that's awesome. Um, with with And all, I, I also want to give a uh, shout-out and credit to Boss, Boss Logic. Logic. Yep, yeah, I was Amazing. about to say that. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, because he... It had every intent. He had he was partnering up with Dwayne um, Dwayne Johnson and building out like the trailer, very cinematic and animated because you know you can't do a whole lot with no with no real production, right? You know I thought that was great and I thought it was a great way to tease it out and you know put that brand and stamp of approval that this is happening still, right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give the floor to you on our uh, what you would like to discuss next. I mean, can we just? I, I just really want to talk about uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, man. You have the floor. It's the 30th anniversary of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I, I haven't been doing a whole lot of binge-watching lately. Well, late, I haven't been watching a whole lot of other TV shows but The Fresh Prince. I'm on, like, half... I'm at the tail end of season two right now, but my God, is it one of the... the greatest american family sitcom shows that we had in the 90s it is it is absolutely a treasure uh to watch through on its 30th anniversary um i've recently read a news article where uh will smith and uh his friend uh jazz i forget what his name is i know he's a dj jazzy jeff is it dj jazzy jeff i was gonna i wanted to say that but then i thought like that can't be yeah 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 okay so they, they were appearing in front of the Bel Air mansion and they're like, yo, check on Airbnb. You can reserve this house now. <laughs> so can you imagine just like for a weekend just being in the bank's residence? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think it is a seminal show. It is it is phenomenally better than any other sitcom I can think of in recent memory. I think, you know, the, the ones that I would put up there are going to be like uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Parks and Rec. Um. The good place. It's up there. A community, community office. Community office. I, there, there's too many to name, but family sitcom with just like you know, while everybody's at home quarantining, you really identify with just like the simplicity of the set because it's all done at home, uh, with some interruptions with like school and other places here and there. But by and large, like the main focus and central icon is the Banks family residence. And I think that just like while we're all in quarantining, like this show is a bright shining light in terms of just de- demonstrating like pro- what proper family values are, what um, just like a um, like it's a masterclass on its own. Just even talking about like certain subjects that you normally don't get to see talked about in TV in a indirect way. But because it's so indirect, it calls it out very explicitly. Uh, it was the fourth episode that I was watching in where Will was kind of it, it was Will and Carlton in a car. They get stopped by the police. Carlton's driving and Carlton, you know, coming from a very privileged upbringing is very naive to the interactions uh, between um, African-Americans and the police that Will is so attuned to. And Will even even commenting on it like, oh, they're going to they're going to ask you for your license and registration. They're not going to want to talk to you. They're going to ask you to get out of the car. And it really demonstrates like very implicitly like that, like, you know, everything that we're talking about and seeing in the news now, it is just, you know, putting it in the context of Fresh Prince like this occurred in the 90s, early 90s. Yeah. And it's like one. Wow. Like 30 years and that that's still a joke that resonates true. That is, that is phenomenal right there. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but it really does touch on those issues incredibly well. It is a wholesome family show. Um, I, I, I can't give it enough credit. Uncle Phil is a treasure. Um, rest God, in I peace. Need to, I, I, rest I, in peace. Yeah. Rest. In, he, he died recently. Yeah. I want to say in 2013 james avery Avery. phenomenal actor phenomenal voice actor as well he was the shredder in teenage mutant ninja turtles the cartoon series the original one yes yes he was and who can forget will smith who can forget will smith and uh made his uh, career as an actor and alfonso uh Mm ribiero yeah yeah 
for sure. I mean, that's a big part of my childhood as well. I mean, it was one of my favorite sitcoms growing up. Um, it's cool that it's on HBO Max, and I'm glad you've been watching it. <laughs> I mean, I've been I've, I've been wanting to go back in time and just watching my shows, and it sounds like you've also been going back in time too. Yes, back to uh, when back, back to the eighties. More simpler. Back to the eighties. You went back to the eighties. I went back to the nineties. Yeah, I went back to the eighties, and uh, I will say this, Vikram, I just finished the best show that Netflix has acquired, and I'm so glad they rescued it and acquired it. I don't want to say rescued it because they YouTube just didn't want to do the series anymore, and Netflix is like, no, I, I, no, 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 we got to continue this, and damn sure they should continue it. Um, I think it's incredible just like how much marketing Netflix has pumped into it because I've been hearing oh, so dude, much it's more all over about Instagram. Cro- right? It is, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's unbelievable. The show just we're like talking about is Cobra the Cobra, magic. Just yes, yeah. yes, Cobra Kai. It's unbelievable, just like the marketing for the show and how how failure, how much of a failure YouTube and Google being the parent yeah, company had. Yeah, they just had. wanted to do season three and end it because they already shot yeah. season three, and and, yeah. and the showrunners were like, um, no, <laughs> we want to have the opportunity to possibly do a season four, and uh, they, that Netflix grabbed it up, and I'm I'm so glad um, because. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched the first two episodes on YouTube because they made them available for free. Um, and then I was planning on subscribing to because I really loved the the first two episodes of the of the show uh, two years ago when it was for three years ago when it, when it first came out. Um, that I was going to subscribe to YouTube Premium for a month and then binge watch you know the first two seasons because I wanted to wait until the first two seasons were available. Um, but I completely forgot to do that, and then I heard Netflix was picking up, and it was like perfect. I'll wait for it. And we're in quarantine. What else are we gonna do? Um, you know, a show is special when it can grab um, you know, the audience like that. Like, like just an example. Um, my wife binge watched it with me, and she loved the show. And she's not a huge fan of the. She doesn't remember the Karate Kid. She's not a huge fan of the movies. Um, so when a show gets uh, people who don't even remember the movie or maybe even know so so little about the original trilogy, um, and it has no business being as good as good as it is. It's an incredible show, and it's uh, headed up by the guys who wrote uh, Carol and Kumar and Hot Tub Time Machine. So really great comedic writing. But it's got a lot of heart, and it does the, especially the first film, justice so much. It's got so much heart, and I love that the fact that they take the perspective of the antagonist of the first movie and and make a show about the antagonist, and as well as the protagonist. But it's basically a sequel to those, it is a sequel 30 years later uh, to those uh, two characters and you see where they are in their life and it's incredibly inspiring too and 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 just the comedic touches they put on um you know um uh social stereotypes and things of that nature um uh, yep. uh being so you know and poking fun at people who have those stereotypes which is phenomenal um it, it's such a well done show dude it, it really is i would say stranger things was up there for me as the best show for a long time on netflix and netflix has some really great uh shows but um, this one just for for what it did for me, and I'm a big '80s fan. I'm a big fan of the original Karate Kid. Um, this show is phenomenal, and uh, I don't even have to recommend it because everyone is watching it. Literally, yep. everyone's on Twitter, Instagram, you like social media everywhere, talking about how awesome Cobra Kai is. And yep, uh, yep. I'm so happy it came to Netflix, man. And I know you haven't watched all this. It yet. Re- all, all all this really proves is that uh, from Barney Stinson's. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. His. Yes. Uh, I, I just remember back to those few episodes where he's like, yeah. Ralph Macchio was the, bro, the real. I think it was the, the bro mitzvah kid. episode. I think it was. Yes. Where they were. Yes, on. it was. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. And then they, um, William Zapka, who plays Johnny Lawrence, actually directed a. Uh, it kind of was the foundation of the show getting created. Um. Um. Uh. Uh. uh a music video called uh, "Sweep the Leg" by uh, No More Kings. Okay. I think that's the band. Uh, but it's an awesome music video. He directed it, and him and Crease and Ralph Macchio are in it. It's great. It's uh, kind of like the sequel. It's kind of like Cobra Kai. It's a prequel to Cobra Kai almost. Um, but oh it's really God. great. And the real stars of the but, show. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. You were, you were talking about the real stars of the, the show. The real stars of the show are the new kids, which are really great. The new young actors um, who are freaking awesome, and they provide you're so telling, much heart in the you're, show. You're, 
you're telling me that Jaden Smith was not enough? No, uh, sorry. That movie was, first of all, I have an issue with that movie because that movie should <laughs> not have been called. The, here's the problem. The movie should not have been called The Karate Kid because karate is a Japanese martial art, okay? <laughs> it should have been called The Kung Fu Kid, Okay. Damn it! Because he was practicing kung fu in the movie. He wasn't practicing karate, man. Come on, get your I, I, get your I, shit I, right, I, Hollywood. I, That's I, racist. I don't even. I, I hey, I don't even think we should call a Karate Kid. I think uh, the stunt the stuntman kid. Would have been better, yeah, the stunt, stunt kid or stunt something kid. like that. But still, because dude, it's like, Jack, that, like like that. Because it's Jackie Chan, like Jackie Chan, like. He does stunts beautifully yeah, well. Jackie Chan's incredible. He can, he can do no wrong in my book. It just my problem is is like they called it the Karate Kid and tried to make it like a a a, a remake, your, and it's not. It's not your karate. It's it's kung it's kung fu, man. What's your favorite Karate Kid movie? My favorite Karate Kid movie is the first one, hands down. Because okay. because because two's okay, two's different, two's good. Um um, and then the third one's kind of bad, but in a fun way. It's just a fun movie. Um, the, I'll tell you this, the, the Cobra Kai, the show makes those sequels, the sequel movies, like it elevates them because of the storytelling they take. In does Cobra it, does Kai. it bring, does it, does it bring in, uh, Hillary Swank and not yet. the next, not yet, not yet, but, but is that planned though? They have, I don't want to say they've teased it. They've talked about, I guess they have teased it. Yeah. They have, they, they've teased it that they would be like totally down for, um, bringing uh, Hillary Swank. Uh, that movie's not bad either. The uh, next Karate Kid, which is the fourth movie, that's not too bad. No, too and bad. Hillary Swank's a phenomenal actress no, she's too. She's great, but that like, was like her—I think that was like yeah. her first role. I think in a movie. It was. It was. I remember it was on Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's a fun movie. It's was fun. It, I, I, it, it was. It's, it's yeah. a better movie than I think. Three, sure. Um, I, I'm more partial to. The second Karate Kid movie, part two, but only because of the scene location on Okinawa. Okinawa. And, that, well, that's yeah. why it's a good movie. Like, like it's 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 yeah. it's it's different than the first movie. Really yes. cool. Um, um, but yeah, the the first one's just very much because it's all three of those movies directed by the guy who directed Rocky. That you know, the first movie is very much a young Rocky movie, kid in high school Rocky type movie, which is you know the underdog, you know, um. The, the the misfit actually winning, which is great. Um, I'm always I'm always a fan of those types of movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just very quickly, I wanted to say, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, HBO Max. Um, watch two horror movies: Curse of La Llorona, huge letdown, not that great, unfortunately. Um, uh, which is sad because it had potential to be great, and it's awesome in horror that we don't get many um other cultural uh cultural horror basically you know because this was based on um um fanic horror which is such a great idea like literally the movie has an incredible idea but i think there's it falls I, th on I think there's an amazing the there's so much i think there's an there, though. i think there's an amazing appetite right yeah. now for taking horror and taking a different spin and Thank looking you. at yep. how horror is shaped and understood by different cultures and societies and civilizations 100% thank you yes um and then another horror movie that got uh, mediocre reviews, but turned out to be awesome. Was Annabelle uh, comes home, which is kind of like a sequel to The Conjuring, which is really well, don't, cool. I'm don't just leave, gonna say don't it's awesome. And Mike, don't leave me hanging. Does Annabelle come home? She does come home, and she causes a lot of problems. Damn, <laughs> damn. And it's Why'd really fun. And like it's that? really fun. I highly recommend it. Why do you have to spoil the movie like that? <laughs> I highly and recommend now, it. Now I don't have to watch it because he's a fan of The Conjuring. So, um, I told him um, about that. And I think that's it. And we just want to say a huge, huge, we want to kind of dedicate this last segment to um, Chadwick Boseman, who tragically passed away. Um, uh, the King of Wakanda. Um, what an awesome, awesome actor, not just for Black Panther. Uh, he played such incredible African-American, iconic uh, people in film. Um, you know, uh, Ergen Marshall, J James Brown, um, uh, just Jackie Robinson, like so many awesome. We got so many awesome movies from him, and he tragically passed away at a young age due to colon cancer. Um, and it's uh, it's really really sad. Uh, he really left his mark on on this world. Um, and um, everyone I think came together on the day he died and tried to pay tribute to him in their own way. Um, and it's just really heartbreaking. Um, 
and uh that's you know i'm i'm just going mi- to i'm going to miss his movies he's really 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 awesome um and the new spike movie he's in on netflix right now i i highly recommend the vibe yeah. bloods um so Vikram, uh yeah i'll leave that one to you what do you want to say you've took the words right from me i don't think um I'll, I'll only add this that as an actor as an icon he embraced his role as black panther uh, what it meant to a new generation of uh, of kids just like looking up to different viewpoints of superheroes. I think it's very easy to see superheroes very stylized in one specific manner because that's you know that's the culturization of reading comics and you know how it plays out onto the big screen because of marketing and whatnot. And Chadwick made it much more. He brought a lot of life and meaning to Black Panther as a movie and ushered in new possibilities um, yeah. into cinema, into society, to the conversations that we're having now. Um, I think he he will be remembered for being a outstanding icon that his movie served purpose and that he himself um, even you know try in the, in his final moments of privacy. Um, how much he respected and valued, like him not being the leader of the headline, but rather letting his work be the be the biggest thing to speak for him. And I think he definitely leaves that behind. Going through those treatments, none of us, you know, no, obviously, clothed people, nobody, nobody, not even his director, yeah. not Ryan Coogler. Um, I, 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 I'm, I will, I'm not sure about Michael B. Jordan. Certainly for potentially I'm, I'm, I'm no clue, yeah yeah i mean going through those treatments while filming those movies um keeping the incredible shape he he was in physically and mentally um for for a lot of those demanding roles um you know incredibly strong person for that and um i think also we want you know it, it when he passed away because he's so young you know and, and being a male it makes and, and the type of cancer he passed away from it really kind of put my mortality in, in my eyes i'm a young man in my early 30s but you know i think it's really important you know for all of us to get checked um regularly get your annual, get physical, your annual done. physical done yes. and 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 take care if you're of your having health issue uh, social yeah. so, social distance wear a face mask right, right. just you know you but never even, know. You know for colon cancer yeah. for men you know um it's better to get yes. checked early and uh, catch this type of stuff because um unfortunately you know we we lost a a really great uh actor um because of it and we lose a lot of um you know people a, a lot of men at a young age due to colon cancer and uh you know um it's just it's just sad it's just incredibly sad and we all need to try to yes. take care of ourselves and um um and then uh you know um that, that's it man you're just gonna miss miss the dude i mean he he was really awesome he was really really awesome and not just for black panther he had such a long career of winning probably multiple academy awards ahead of him you know um and it's really sad his life was cut so short because of this awful 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 disease um and hopefully you know on that note i know we kind of don't want to end on a dour note um um it's mostly if you know rest in power you know that's the message we want to send um but uh vikram do you have any closing thoughts before we end the podcast i mean the only thing that i can leave behind is uh in my last thoughts is you know embrace your family member embrace a friend show love to those uh around you Really, all it is, you know, uh, pick up the phone, call up. Uh, don't let just, you know, you know, it, it, we've been in quarantine for so long. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, especially in the beginning, people are trying to like link up and, you know, to a different degree that's never been seen before. Yeah. And I think, especially true now, even though things are kind of returning to normalcy, even though there's like different tides and swings right now, just find a loved one, hug them, give them a kiss, and, um, you know, it'll all get better. We're all in this together, and we all need to love one another. That's how we're going to get through this. It's not by hate. It's by love. That's all I got to say on that. Um, I love you, Love Mike. you too, Vikram. And I'm happy to hang out with you tonight. And <laughs> now it's on the yes, record. it is on the record. Um, <laughs> Vikram, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on my Twitter, Vikram underscore Ramesh. I believe my Instagram is, instead of an underscore, it's a period. That's right. So you can follow me in either locations. I uh, tweet various things related to design, random musings now, and um, financial tech news. So 
if you like any of those or just like you know positive vibes positive thoughts you want to learn something new uh follow my uh twitter awesome and you guys can find me on uh, my twitter handle big bad timber follow me on follow us on twitch uh twitch.tv slash big bad timber where we live stream our podcasts every other week and um please subscribe to the youtube channel big bad timber because that's where i post uh the podcast in video form on there as well as uh google play apple itunes spotify all where you can find the audio versions of the podcast and uh if you want to watch some gaming content please subscribe to my youtube channel i need the help we just passed 153 subscribers slowly slowly moving up there slowly moving up there being achieving my dream as a youtube star um and uh, <laughs> and that'll never happen but still um I, it'll happen if you dream, dream hard, hard if you put the effort you know and you, you, you know what's gonna see. get a lot of hits i think vikram is if we uh record one of what we talked about this before the podcast record one of our Warzone sessions uh with the guys and uh put it up on youtube i think it'll be I, really awesome all, all i all I have to say, folks, is that if you imagine that Call of Duty is a bunch of twelve year twelve year old boys <laughs> screaming your mom jokes at one another, yeah. well, that's that's, that's pretty much what, what, this. what this. That's basically what this is. Yeah, it's no better than twelve. It's grown men playing as if they were twelve year olds uh, calling calling for each other's mamas. <laughs> well, with that said, thanks for everyone who tuned but in. But I, I I do want to give a, wait. I do want to give a shout out to Daryl. He is the oh, Warzone yes. King. Warzone King. He is MVP. He's the MVP and all we and do. And special so shout, shout out, out to Darryl. Roger and Sid and Vinay who also carry us through matches because uh, they're awesome as well. Literally carry. Literally. Yes. Literally, literally carry. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe. Do all that jazz if you enjoyed this. And uh, we'll see you on the next one where we're uh, where the PlayStation 5 uh, new reveal uh, will have happened. And we'll be talking about that on uh, the next episode. So take care. Thank you.